0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Roxanne Salon for our final segment, and we have an in-studio guest again. We've been blessed this morning, this time with Stella Jeffries, and I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this segment because I have I have a little bit of investment in the topic, but, but not as much as Stella. So why don't we start with just... Telling us a little bit about yourself, Stella, and then what you were up to this summer that we want to talk about. Right,
2: good morning, Roxanne. It's great to be here. My name is Stella Jeffrey, and I'm currently living in Fargo. Um, my husband and I have been here, I think, since 2016, so it's been a little bit of time. Um, we are both from this area, though. I grew up in—I was born in Strasburg, grew up in Napoleon area, and my husband was born in Grand Forks and his family's up there. So we are very much so at home. Um, I am currently working for a Catechetical Institute, and we you can contact
1: the show and we can tell you more about that. But today we're talking about what we did this summer. Yes, um, you had put a call out or something, I can't remember. I think I was ended up talking in a group, I was somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but we were talking about reaching out to people and, and evangelizing and just kind of... Coal right right off the street and so share about kind of how that started like what, what was your idea like what was the impetus for for getting together some people and going door to door telling them hey guess what <laughs> we love you we want to pray with you there's a catholic church down the
2: road great great well the impetus is that I, I just has been on my heart for a very long time and i've grown to understand that the area that we're in there are a large number of unchurched people um, I'm going to guess like maybe 60, 70 percent. It might even be higher than that. Um, so there are, and it isn't just that they're non-practicing. They don't have religion at all. They're, I can, I could say religiously illiterate. So when you're saying terms, or I'm saying terms like God or Jesus or heaven or hell or, you know, eternal life or just these forgiveness Um, these sorts of terms that are so basic to us as Catholics and Christians it is not registering as even reality they might have a vague recollection one time a woman said I asked her I'm like so you don't have any religion in your background like have you ever heard of Jesus Christ and she's like oh yeah of course Mel Gibson made a movie about him once I was like wow Mm -hmm. we are in a new world yes yes. uh, very very different so I have I asked the Lord, like, what do you want me to do for the summer? And, you know, what kind of ministry be involved with? And it really, I tried to, like, do something not going door to door, because I knew I, or at least I thought I wouldn't be able to get anyone to join me. But that just kept coming up over and over and over again in my prayer, Mm -hmm. um, that I needed to do that. So then I thought, you know, I don't need to do anything fancy. I just need one other person to go with me. So I had asked a few people initially, and the response was, no way, I'm not doing that. (laughs) And I I initially thought, we'll just go and just say, hi, I'm such and such, and I'm such and such, and we're from the Catholic Church, and tonight we're just going around sharing the gospel. That was my initial plan. Mm -hmm. Like I said, nothing fancy, Mm -hmm. just basic gospel message. And then I thought, well, I didn't get anybody to help me with that, so maybe I should change it a little bit. And this is probably where you and I had a conversation. And I thought, we can go door to door and we will just ask people if we could pray with them tonight, um, if there's any, or today, or whatever time we were going out, and just say, hi, I'm Stella, and you, hi, I'm Roxanne. Right, uh, tonight we're saying hello to our neighbors. We're from the Catholic Church, and we are asking our neighbors how we might pray for them tonight. Is there anything on your heart? Right, and that was really all we did, and that was, there was no big plan to it. It just was once a week. I'm going to commit to this, and I just asked the people that I could find to come and go with me.
1: You know, and I think one of the things that drew me is I've been a sidewalk advocate for pro-life at the abortion facility here in Fargo, and then I've transferred over to to the Moorhead one. And the, the Moorhead location is um, doesn't lend itself to as much opportunity to evangelize and just talk to people coming by because nobody's coming by. And and there was a loss there, and, and some of the most... Um, Meaningful moments, I think, for me here in Fargo, was talking to people that would go by or or get into conversations with us, and and um, sometimes they would be very angry, and by the and, you know it was a, it was a challenge. It was a kind of formed me to like try to figure out a way to graciously have this conversation. It always felt so good when they would calm down and and start to go, oh, maybe you're not the bad guys, you know. And I just I found such value in that. And those opportunities were kind of lessening, and I, I kind of yearned for that a little bit to to, to reach people not just with the pro life message, but with the message that they're loved and that God is in this world. And and so I think that's what attracted me to it. Um, I was
2: I was wondering about the connection between the pro life. Street, I must say, street mm-hmm. ministry. So you really were getting into conversations with people who were just walking by, yeah, yes. and making a judgment about who you were, yes. and what you're involved with, and then that was leading to sort of a basic gospel message.
1: Yes, absolutely, and and, and then that kind of disappeared a little bit. There, there's maybe every once, in a, it's very rare now, and so I, I think I was yearning for that a little bit. So I, I joined. I'm curious, I was, why yeah. did why did you have that yearning? I think because. Of when it when it felt successful, and I know that I've also learned through this ministry that you can't always judge the success based on what you think. Like if there there's no tangible evidence that you actually did some good. Like I've learned that you have to let God take take over, and just you you just do your best to have that conversation. But I did have some of those moments of resolve where I really felt like I, I made a difference. I really felt like someone had had a different view of us. And if we could change one person's view that we, we truly are there to help, they might go and tell someone else about that. And then there might some, be someone who doesn't come in for an abortion. So I, I saw the value in just trying to be Christ's face and have those conversations. And so, I, you know. No, what I'm say with me is that yeah. there is this, I, yes, we've been made for Christ um, from the
2: beginning. I believe that, you know, we are made for a relationship to share in divine life. And part of that sharing in is to letting others know that, hey, the Father has a plan for your life. You're loved. You know, yep, sin is a problem, but Jesus has come to take care of that. And and, and he wants you to share in this gift, too, right? It's not an exclusive club. Anyone right. can share in the love that God has, right, to be aware of that gift love that god has for them right and to share that love with others
1: but here's the tricky thing Which <laughs> one found, is the tricky thing The tricky thing is when you were talking about how so many people aren't even grounded in that anymore um I, w- I was thinking like if if someone one of the people that we confronted this summer that like had no like kind of background in christianity were to listen to catholic radio it would probably be like a foreign language to them they don't know the the language and, and we're 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 kind of immersed in that world, and, and it's a it's a beautiful world full of beauty, truth, and goodness, right? And and that's what we're trying to like seep ourselves into. But if you're you can't, I don't know how to teach a foreign language. Like.
2: Yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. So so it's like a big part of sharing the gospel with people who really are either we'll say non-practicing or completely without a religious background. We're not. I'm not talking just one generation. I mean, there were people when we went door to door. They weren't of any religion, their parents weren't, their grandparents weren't. We're talking, it's not even on the radar screen, it's just kind of in this culture somewhere.
1: And I should mention that you go to Holy Spirit Church, and it, we were in North Fargo, for any of our listeners from other places, like, so it's in Fargo here, in in a place that we, some would think, is still pretty churched, but that's not necessarily the truth. That, is, that
2: isn't true, and statistically it's not born either, uh, I mean, I'd have to go and look at the numbers but i haven't done that for a while like as in probably five or ten years but five ten years ago when i did those numbers i mean it was it's shocking like you have people who are not even on any any church list of any sort right that would probably be 40 50 percent of the population right um and then you know we all know we are at churches and we know that just because you're on the list doesn't mean you're practicing.
1: That's right. Um, right. What were some of the pri- surprises? Would you say of of what, what was was that a surprise to you that 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 there were so many people that really didn't even have like that it was a challenge to even have the conversation? I think that that was not
2: a surprise to me at this point. Maybe about 15 years ago, I had the idea that we're in a Christian culture. Everybody has some familiarity of the basic gospel, right? Um, They probably know a Catholic, and and that is not the case. That was not the case then, and I knew going into this it would not be the case. Because I've been very, I live my life with an intentionality of sharing the gospel wherever I'm at. It doesn't matter if I'm um, with my husband, he plays in a band, and so all the groups of people that are encountered in that way... um, whether I'm at the grocery store, the gas station, um, just going about daily life, the neighbors walk by, I mean, I have, I start my day with this idea, or just a prayer like, Holy Spirit help me to be aware of how I might listen and share the gospel. And that was, that's been the biggest thing for me, is that just by listening, how quickly Holy Spirit can like show me like what it is of the life that we live that can be shared with this person. There's the endless examples of that. You don't. It isn't always delivered in delivered in order. Um, I'm thinking of someone who had lost a baby. This does tie into kind of the pro-life piece. Mm -hmm. And no faith to speak of. And the mom had was not doing well. They they. I know she was going into the start of the second trimester. So she had been pregnant for a while, and this was their first, and I hadn't seen her for a while, and I asked the dad, I haven't seen, I don't want to say her name on the air, because we're just this kind of a small town, but I haven't seen such and such for a while, and um, he said, yeah, he was, she's not doing well, uh, you know, just kind of depressed, and, and he kind of said some more, and at some point he said, you know, for us it was like we actually lost a baby. And... Mm. I instantly knew that nobody in the group of friends that he would have would have thought that that was a baby, mm. right? Mm. And I listened a little bit more. I just really liked the Holy Spirit just right there. And I was like, oh. So he talked a bit more, and I said, do you want to know what I believe? And he was like, sure, fine, right? <laughs> Whatever. And I was like, well, I, I'm i a Catholic. He goes, I figured you were some religion, you're wearing that thing, Which is a crucifix, but he didn't even know what that was. And then I said, "I believe you're going to meet your baby." And then the conversation went Mm -hmm. from there. And I shared a very basic, like, "I don't think that God creates anyone that He doesn't love and plans has a plan for His life." And there were other parts of that conversation. And he ended his comment back to me was like, "That all just sounds so hopeful." Mm -hmm. And I knew that he had never heard anything like that before. And I know a seed was planted. Is he going to church somewhere now? I have no idea, because it was a conversation that happened there. But I knew in my Mm -hmm. heart that the message of heaven is hopeful, and lots of
1: people don't know it. And if we Mm -hmm. know it, we should be telling people, like, there's a big life here. Absolutely, and that's our mission here at Real Presence Radio, too. We'll be back with more with Stella Jeffrey and her uh, sidewalk. Well sidewalk encounters, house encounters from the summer. So don't go away. This is a fascinating topic. We'll be right back.
0: Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: Did you know you can listen to Real Presence Live anytime on any podcast platform? Just search for Real Presence Radio on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and on the Real Presence Radio website. Then subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. If you like what you hear, give us a good rating so other people can find us as well. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope.
3: If there is a merciful God, how can he allow such suffering? I'm Father Chris Alar. God took his greatest risk in giving you his greatest gift, free will. He risked that you may choose not to love him and to hurt your neighbor. But even then, God wants to bring a greater good out of evil. There is no worse evil than a creature nailing his creator to a tree, yet God brought a greater good from it, your redemption. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows it. Why? Because your suffering can also be redemptive when you share in the cross of Christ. It is not easy, but when you learn how, it changes everything. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
0: Are you thinking about making a gift to Real Presence Radio now or in the future? The easiest and best way to help further our work is with a gift of cash or a gift of stock. These two types of gifts have an immediate impact on our mission. We can begin using the resources you provide to further our mission of evangelization right away. Experience the joy of giving. Call Mike at 701-290-4503 or visit our website at rprlegacy.org. Thanks for your prayerful consideration. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Uh, I have a guest here in studio, a really fun guest, Stella Jeffrey, a friend, and a cohort this summer as we um, engaged in a little grassroots project to bring the light of Christ to others in a post-Christian world. How do you do that? You know, and and, and was there a method to the madness? Was was there a, a formula? How how did you go about deciding how you were going to go and knock on doors? All right, thanks, Roxanne. I um, like I said, shared in the first segment is that I just the Lord just put it on
2: my heart to do this. Um, it was I did say we like as far as going, we don't have a set script or anything like that. But I did. Find a map online, and I was like, "How many homes could we possibly do this summer?" I just picked a segment of Fargo. It was about 800 homes, and um, had sort of set them up by different blocks. And I basically just took the alphabet and just put block A, B, C, D, E, F, G all the way through. I think we were had maybe uh, maybe about 50 blocks in this. Was about 800 homes. And then each night, depending on the number of teams that we had, a team was usually two people. And we would gather a little bit, just sort of do a quick prayer, Holy Spirit guide us, and then we got our, our assignments. And we typically, a team did one to two blocks. Um, that'd be about 40, 50, 60 homes, depending on the evening. And um, we then would just go and start door to door to door um, usually the teams were two people sometimes we had three let's just do with the two people because that was more common we would just take turns and we would go up to the first door and we'd go up together onto the, the steps knock on the door um, one person would be sort of the silent person who's praying and interceding and observing the situation um, also in the gospels it tells us to go two by two um, so then the first the lead person would be the person who would knock, greet the person like, good evening, my name is Stella. The other person would say, my name is such and such. We're from the Catholic Church, just a couple blocks that way and kind of pointed out. And then we would um, say, tonight we're just greeting our neighbors. So that was kind of the first part was like, hey, we're greeting our neighbors tonight, letting them know that we're here. And we're asking how we might pray for you tonight. And that would generally open up whatever was going to happen. Um, our responses, for the most part, were generally positive, right? Uh, there were a few, like, negative, but what is negative? Negative is simply, don't pray for me, right? Um, it's not, nobody threw shoes at us or signed the dogs at us or anything like that. A um, couple closed doors. Um, and... Let's just do the sort of negative piece. What we did then is then we would just say, you know, well, God bless you, right? Um, I did actually have a person say, don't even bless me. Um, so <laughs> we then, you'd go and you walk back together and just, you know, thank you for your time tonight and, and, or this afternoon, whichever we were doing, go out to the sidewalk. And we did always pray for that house, whatever situation mm-hmm. might have come up, um, and even if they said that don't pray for us we would Mm -hmm. just be like lord we know that you love this person Mm -hmm. right in some sort of spontaneous prayer between the two of us not a long prayer just enough to walk up to the next house and then the next person was a lead Um, i know when i was the not the leader i would just be praying and asking the lord to work on the hearts of those that we encountered. so that was kind of our methodology for the door-to-door port and then at the end of the night we just sort of change exchange stories like how did it go you know, how far did you get? And I just sort of marked it on my little map so that we didn't necessarily repeat a particular block. Um, I didn't actually go out every single time.
1: I did most of the times, but I did miss twice. And you oh. also sometimes had some brochures, uh, the bulletin for oh, brochures. church. Yes, I forgot and,
2: that. We did, yeah. and I had... That had also been put on my heart, too, is I was trying to find something neutral, but that was still about Jesus, because Jesus is the Savior. So I um, settled on the divine mercy image, and you really could do anything that you want. So I got some holy cards that had just the divine mercy picture on the front, and the back um, was actually a, uh, an addiction prayer, because I I don't know, it was partly was that was what was available, but then after I got it, I was like, oh, this is great. Because in a very real way, we're all kind of addicted to things. Or we know people who are addicted Mm -hmm. to this, that, or the other thing. It was a pretty neutral addiction kind of prayer. Um, And we had a how to pray sheet that we would leave on doors that, um, that nobody answered. Right. Um, but we didn't really have any identification, you know, like, oh, we're from this church or that church. And right? you know, I it think just that was, was
1: general yeah. gospel message. Right. And that was one of the things, like, we kind of tweaked it as we went along, like, what are we really doing here? <laughs> like, we had to ask each time, like, is this effective? You know, should we do something different? It really was a grassroots thing and just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Mm-hmm or by the holy spirit
2: right um one of my favorite (laughs) stories it it was early on it was actually kind of a that was our first night so the lord gave us this gave me this great kickoff um so someone came to be on the teams going door to door and he came because of a friend who was coming and he was like wait what we're doing what oh this is this is really gonna challenge me stella but he loved it it was a Mm -hmm. wonderful evening and then that evening, we also had, at least for me, it's kind of the highlight of the summer happened that first week for me, and that was that we had gone up to a house and asked to pray with them. Um, in general, it was just kind of a medium reception. We prayed a bit, but the woman who was at the house, they had come outside, and she whispered in my ear, I I want to pray more, She um, but I, I can't do that right now. And so, I've been able to go back to that house right, and to follow up with a type of praying mm.
1: for them. Now, and that's, I don't want to say too much more because but, it is
2: kind but, of a small place. Yes,
1: but there was a kind of a situation where you felt like maybe there was like a little cry for help. Yeah, and, and, exactly. And, and you happened to be there and maybe be a safe place. And, and what a beautiful thing. Like it's, You just don't know what you're going to encounter right. and it's scary. And I guess I just want to encourage people like this is just a general lesson in reaching out to people with our faith right like it can be scary i don't know what we're gonna
2: get we might get rejected and we might get very easy reception too i had one person one night who said you know it's probably time i get a church i just graduated from college i just got married i got this house it's probably time to get a religion in my mind i'm just it's like registering as like what do you mean like but for for this person it was like this is what adults do Right, they get a religion. That was part of the checklist. You know, right. that we was, yeah, there's all sorts of fascinating stories like that. And we prayed with people for healing, we prayed for family situations, we celebrated great joys that people had, like maybe just getting married or having a baby or anything like that. I don't know. Do you remember any stories that you had specifically? Well, there's a,
1: a elderly lady that just was delighted that we'd come. And some people were from Holy Spirit and they but they still were happy. That we are there and we're happy to let us pray with them so you know i mean even those people that are already in the faith just to be encouraged that we're out there and we love they're loved and that there's a community there that cares about them yeah. so and
2: i think just a quick say that the prayers were not long either they just were a what do you want to pray for yeah and then if they didn't have anything we just went into a general prayer about god's love and blessing and thanking Absolutely.
1: Well, it was a it was a a really neat experiment, and I hope we'll do it maybe next summer as well. So, um, but just to encourage you, and now we're gonna flip it over to Aaron because he's got some uh, previews for our next show.
4: On the next Real Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your hosts will be Fathers Jason Leffer and Fathers James Gross coming to you live from our Grand Fork studio. Their guests will include Bismarck Rosary Maker Don Lucas and Rick Klein from the Aberdeen Catholic School System, who will share this year's 2023 Ron Colley High School Hall of Fame inductees. All this and more is coming to you on the next Real Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you.
1: Actually, Aaron, I thought it'd be fun if you um, asked us. Was Was there anything in our in our talk? Did Did, did it incite any questions in in your mind as we we're discussing oh, about this? Now you gotta this?
4: put me on the spot. Yeah, at the end of the absolutely. Show. Okay, <laughs> all right. Just like Father Kuntz does to Okay, <laughs> let's see. Well, I found it. I thought it was interesting that you mentioned that the one uh, person thought that oh, adults just have a religion. You know, like oh, I gotta pick one now, and I, <laughs> I find that very interesting because. Um, I honestly wish more adults kind of had that vision <laughs> in, in a way because on, on one hand it, it's it might seem to some people like it's just like oh it's just you know a thing you have to do like it's just a like an obligation, but at the same time it's nice that you think like adulthood is actually having faith and finding purpose and you know building to something important so that's one thing that at least comes to mind. I don't know if I actually have a question related to that, but I,
2: I was hoping your question would be can I come with you? Well um, the mean, snow hasn't fallen I yet mean, so we could, you could really send me an
4: keep going and I'll see what I'm doing whatever day you know I get plenty of mail here so go right ahead and you can send it to my Dropbox here at the station.
1: you know one of the things before we. And the show today Stella. i'm curious because i know we asked this question but now that it's kind of done and, and we're on to other things for a little bit do you feel like it was worth it because i know there were some times we'd be like oh is this making a difference you know i do when i looked back to prepare for today
2: i looked back there was 18 different people that went out door to door um so that's fantastic for for them i'm sure if we rounded them up they would have the same sorts of stories um i know that the lord worked um we probably won't see the fruit for a while for some situations, but I really, we don't, we don't really know, but I think it absolutely was worth it. Um, we, I know personally I just grow in my faith, because as my courage grows it allows me to share the faith in other settings as well.
1: Absolutely. And to get into the hearts of others and and, and what they're going through and what their needs are. So, I think God was working. Stella, it was a joy to do that with you and also a joy to have you on today. So, thank you for joining us for Real Presence Live. My pleasure. Thank you, Roxanne. You're amazing. Thank you. Well, God bless you all. Thank you for being with us and we hope we've inspired you in some way today. Come back for our next Real Presence Live on Thursday. God bless you.